What's up, everybody? Welcome back. You know what time it is. It's Thursday, 7 p.m. Well, actually, when we went live, it was still 6.59. I jumped the gun a little bit there. But 7 p.m. Eastern time, live right here on YouTube. It is the Geek Boutique Podcast. I've got my co-host, my brother, my man, Mr. A.K.A. Aka. Ah! Complex Cosplay. How you ah! doing, man? Oh, I'm just I'm so, so... So fucking shitty. No, 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 no. I'm awesome. I'm good. Uh, work is, I mean, work. But yeah, we're still in a little bit of recovery mode from London Comic Con, yeah. as we were talking about on the pre-show. It's, you know, it is, in fact, what it is. But uh, by and large, I just had my daughter and my granddaughter here right before the show started. So that was pretty great on, you know, get me recharged mm-hmm, and energized mm-hmm. and Ready to rock and or roll. What about you, my guy? How you doing this week? What's happening? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I, again, like I was saying on, I don't know, was were we talking about this before we went on the the pre-show or during the pre-show? But my foot actually feels a lot better. That's we'll take that. Um, if you didn't know, I I somehow hurt my foot Saturday night. I guess because I woke up Sunday morning and I could barely walk. Um, that's why I was limping around the con all day. Uh, that being said, once I got in the suit and I started walking around, it started feeling better. The more I walked, the better it felt. So I walked the floor all day Sunday, basically. Uh, but Monday, whew, Monday was not fun. Yeah, you were having a Monday, my foot was real, real bad. And uh, now it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's all better. It's not quite 100%, but it surprisingly went better fast. Like Monday was horrible. Tuesday was not good. Yesterday was okay. This is getting better, and today's like, oh, like I'm almost back to normal. Like just, it's we're so just, weird. We're just, we're just old man. Shit just breaks down, you know. Yeah, you know. Like, I mean, I just, feel like just worn out. Yeah, that's my body telling me, like, dude, you gotta <laughs> slow down a little bit here, you know. Well, one more uh, big show to go, and then yeah, this is literally the heart of con season for us right now. If you guys didn't know, we're also going to be in Windsor, not this weekend, but the following weekend. Yeah, in eight days, we're going to be in Windsor yeah. like fucking morons. The Northern Nationals. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be a good good show. It's going to be a smaller show. Um, but hopefully, it'll be a good time. But we're not here to talk about Northern Nationals. We are here to talk about London Comic Con, which was just this weekend. We We are, in fact. It is, in fact. Grandpa Jeff. That's right, Grandpa Jeff. You got it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Grandpa Jeffafa, thank you, Peter. I appreciate that. Old man is as old man does, I guess. Megan, we're gonna fight next time I see you for sure. Finish lines in sight, boys. I wish I'm. Uh, I'm almost every single weekend in October. I got shit on the go too. So it's. Uh, yeah, it's. It's something. It's something. Mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah. I wore my new Myers boots Saturday. Feet were dying. Yeah, I'll bet they were. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, guys, we want to hear from you today about mm. London Comic Con, what your experiences were, what they have been in the past, what you're expecting in the future. Uh, if you didn't go, what you may have seen that you were like, oh, that looked really cool. Or, oh, hey, I want to know more about that. How was that kind of thing? So, Keith, I'll start London Comic Con. For me? Yeah. What was that one thing that you were like, oh, well, I mean, this makes my day. This makes my weekend. I, I think that's pretty obvious, don't you? <laughs> Lou, getting to interview Lou Ferrigno mm-hmm. up on the main stage, mm-hmm. uh, getting to talk to him for like a half an hour, just about his, you know, his thing, and and I mean, dude's an icon, like it, like, like, like I don't even have words. Like he's an icon, like he's a legend. It would be like 
getting to talk to like Christopher Reeve or like, you know what I mean? Like those old school getting to talk to Adam West or getting to talk to like any of those guys that were like such a huge part of our childhood growing mm -hmm. up. I fucking live for that show, man. Like, so it was can we, so cool. Can we, can we talk quickly about how this all went down? Of course. So I don't know, a couple of days before the show, maybe like the weekend before or whatever it is. And, and I get an email from, I forget who, I think it might've been Kimberly or somebody that's organizing stuff, right? Mm. Saying, oh, here's the itinerary for the weekend. Mm. Yeah. And I see that there's the two, the two panels. Yeah. Kyle that and Bear. No and one Luke fucking Rigo, told us about it. And it says host. And I'm like, uh, wait, what? What? So I call Jake. I'm like, um. Jake for the initiative is the gentleman that runs London Comic-Con. Yes. He was our point of contact throughout. So I call Jake and I'm like, um. Panels? He's like, yeah. oh, he's like, sorry. He's like, I wanted to ask. He's like, I just have it. Yeah. He's like, if you don't want to do it, that's totally cool. I'm like, no, no, no. Of course we're gonna do it. Of course it. we're gonna do it. Talking about like Luferino. Are you, you know, kidding of course me? we're gonna do it. Uh, I will say this. Um, the interview with Kyle was brilliant, amazing. He is so much fun. Yes. Um, I spoke to him for two seconds again as he was leaving, and we were packing stuff up yep. he's like holy cow he's like you guys had a lot of stuff <laughs> like yeah oh, I mean, shit. Hi, we had the biggest booth in the yeah. place with the biggest booth in the place guys come on so uh <laughs> that was really fun both of the interviews were really fun and they were a little bit last minute we only had a couple days ahead of time to prepare yeah um and yeah you got to meet like one of my childhood heroes one of yeah, our bonkers. one of our childhood heroes bonkers. like when i was a kid i used to like like be psychotic about the Hulk. Like I loved this yeah, show. Dude. I would Hulk out. Like my yeah, of course. aunts and uncles would call me Bruce. Yeah, we would all do that. Like, well, it was David on the show, but yeah, I get it. It's it's well, it's, it was David, yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Kreswick saying my reception on the Witch's Soldier cosplay was a big highlight for me. That's because it was dope as fuck. Uh, Natasha Race, I have a dance party at the booth with you guys is the best ever, as well as getting to meet Jack from Suitor for Jack. Yeah, big, big shout out. We will definitely be talking about uh, the Suitor for Jack campaign on this one. Uh, mm -hmm. It's kind of born in London. It's it's definitely grown outside of that. But Jack himself is a London guy, and uh, his mom was out there, and they came out, and yeah, it was a great, it was a great experience for that. Well, maybe you can talk a little bit about <clears throat> what Suit Up for Jack is all about. There are a lot of high quality cosplays out that weekend. Very impressive. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Yeah, we're not we're not like a Toronto con, obviously, but as far as like cons outside of the two big ones in Toronto, London is definitely like one of the bigger ones, anyways. Uh, suit up for Jack. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that are uninitiated, we had a sign up both at Fan Expo, like a banner sign up at Fan Expo and at um London Comic Con. So Jack is a young man that lives in London who is uh here suit up for Jack. So there's Jack there, and you can see some pictures there. There's your truly at Obi-Wan Kenobi up at the top there. Um donating blood. So it's 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 a two-part sort of thing. So we are trying to raise awareness to get people to donate blood whenever you donate blood you're saving lives it's it's literally that simple and so we're using the medium of cosplays and superheroes to get people to come out to have like sort of a theme and then we want to make sure that there's like a sort of like a not necessarily a, like it's easy to say like when you're donating blood you're saving lives but we want to make sure that we show you some of the lives that you're actually saving and right up at the top if you scroll back at the top that banner image across the top that's jack you're seeing there we little jack on the left in his little captain america uniform the dalek and jack in the big harry potter film and there's jack and his mom on the right as a ghostbuster so 
Um, yeah, Jack's a giant nerd. Uh, he's really, really into all the stuff. He loves going to comic cons. He loves all that nerdy stuff. So uh, we sort of incorporated everything. This is coming from a gentleman named Tim Drake. He is the the guy that started uh, all of this, as far as that goes. Um, and reached out to myself, first of all, and asked me if I would help out with the campaign. And I said, absolutely. And we've just been recruiting people ever since then. And yeah, so we go and donate blood and we take pictures and we set up meetups and we do as much as we can to get people to come out and donate blood and save lives. So you can see down there on the lower right-hand side, for those of you listening, we're just showing pictures from the Suit Up for Jack campaign. You can see one of the, one of the meetups, one of the first big meetups that we did. So that was all of us there. Um, the second meetup that we did was even bigger than that. So, uh, yeah. And the huge, huge, uh, thank you to, um, Canadian blood services because they jumped on board right away as well. They had specific signs made up. They, they're, they're all in because for them, it's great because they, they need people to come in and get blood. Like it's, there's not, there's no, there's no downside for them to be participating in doing this. So uh yeah so and it's a good cause let's be honest yep uh thankful for keith bringing me over to the booth i'm a universal blood type so we'll be making appointments soon to that megan are we as much as we don't get along megan are we the same blood type because uh i am also the universal blood type are you an oneg because this would explain so much uh poor michael saying i missed everything yes michael you did miss everything i know you had some fomo going on but uh hey we you were there in spirit yeah we were gonna rib you a little bit uh yeah. saturday night you know and yep. uh jeff was like no no guys <laughs> like michael's having major fomo he's having a hard on. time yeah so uh, you know you can thank uh jeff here for us not you know taking a piss out of you on yeah, yeah, yeah. uh tanner sand i'm guessing saturday was more eventful and i missed all the fun uh it, it, it was certainly busier on saturday uh i don't know if um, i would necessarily say it was more no you think so but- I, th- I think it was a bit busier on Saturday. I think we I had like more you- more room to kind of breathe a little bit on Sunday than we did on Saturday, but mm. I could be wrong. Uh, Corey was out there spreading some Kennergy. That was a ton of fun. Absolutely. He was cosplaying as mm-hmm. Ken from that movie that everybody's talking about. Uh, and yes, uh, you, you seem like an egg, uh, is Megan Avery saying. Uh, yes, yes, I am an Oneg, and uh, we are. And Oneg is a superpower, so I'm guessing Peter Jervis is. So yeah, it's, it's only 7% of the population is Oneg, guys. So for those of the uninitiated, same thing. Anybody can take blood from an Oneg. So when you when you donate O-negative blood, any blood type can take your blood. So they call you a universal donor. But because it's a rarer one, they're always, there's never a time. I mean, they'll take anybody's blood, the blood bank, don't get me wrong, but there's never a time where they're not desperate for own egg. So every time I go in, they're like, yeah, thank God you're in. We're super low. Not that I'm giving them like a ton or whatever. I can give you what I give you, but thank you, Jeff. You're welcome, Michael. I spared you that. <laughs> our, our jerk friends were going to be a jerk. And I said, no, he's a sweet bean. We're not going to be a jerk to him. Um, We tried to film the interviews we did with uh lou and kyle actually the kyle interview i've got in its entirety because i've got two foot ca- footage from two cameras that i've right. been able to put together so where there are gaps or where the camera's like falling or whatnot i'm able to use the other footage oh good um which wasn't as good as ours but still uh so that whole interview guys that whole panel that whole q a is going live saturday evening Sweet. Which one, Saturday Kyle evening. or Lou? The Kyle interview. Awesome. Um, the Lou interview, I'm not 100% sure what I'll do with it because I'm missing parts. Um, for one, it's in three files, which means that I don't have a continuous conversation right. and I'm missing part of the beginning. 
Okay. Um, well, I'm like sure you put together like a highlight package, maybe type of thing for, yeah. Cause we jumped early. That's why we don't have the beginning. Uh, well, I mean, one of those things where when he showed up, it was like, pretty much made clear to us that like, like he'll show up when you guys are ready to go. And then he showed up and it's like, Oh fuck. Okay. Well, well and he start. literally started walking up on the stage. So I was, was going to be like, Hey Hulk, stop. We're not ready for you. Like if Lou says it's time to go, it's time to go. Yeah. And the other thing too, is, is everybody was leaving. Right, yeah. because it was late in the day he on Sunday. On yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, why is everybody leaving? So yeah. that's when I was like, okay, we gotta let them know he's yeah. coming up because they didn't know you were gonna be here. Because, yeah. Well, again, for those of you guys, we were supposed to do both panels on Saturday, and then Lou got a call. Uh, a family emergency occurred on Saturday, so we had to postpone. He stayed, and so we rescheduled his panel for Sunday. But that never really got announced or like put out to the rest of the con. So the cosplay. It wasn't it a mask out on Ray, their website but... or their Instagram or what? Did it? it? Yeah. Okay. They did make some sort of an announcement online, but yeah, I don't. Uh, I know that anything more than that was said. No. So, and I know they were doing the. Co it wasn't the cosplay red carpet. It wasn't cosplay masquerade. Cosplay catwalk is what they were doing right beforehand, and there was quite a few people for that. But then, as soon as that was over, people just thought, "Oh, there's nothing else," and so they started to leave their seats. And Lou was like, "Why are they all leaving?" Mm -hmm. And so we were like, oh, don't worry, we'll get him back with you. So well, at that point, it's like 3 30 on on Sundays. Sunday afternoon. A lot of right? it's already cleared out, anyways. But yeah, it's already emptying out. There's already a lot less people in the place. Because we thought we were doing it first thing in the morning, because that's what, what what we were told is that he wanted mm -hmm. to do it first thing. We thought we were gonna do it like 10 30. I'd be like, Oh, that's fucking perfect. Like I won't even get in costume yet. We'll interview Lou. Everybody will be here, it'll be great. And then it yeah. was like, No, you're doing it at 3 30. I was like, eh. but which anyways. I mean, funny enough, even though it was late and people were leaving. A lot of people came back. Right. So we did end up with quite a crowd. I oh, mean, it no, it was almost full by the time. And we never had a problem there, right? like getting questions and yeah. all that. Yeah. So and people were cheering um, and clapping. Brian 360 him. saying, uh, you guys are awesome for promoting Jack as a rookie to these events. London was number two for me. I'm so impressed by how welcoming and kind the community is. So Brian uh, was the gentleman that, that had the 360 camera for video. So yes. he caught us at Fan Expo and he caught us at London. So nice. Uh, oh, I'm going to have to go. Are these videos yes. on your YouTube, YouTube. Brian? Yeah. They are? I believe he gave us his card. So we got to make sure we check out Brian's yeah. stuff. I'm going to go check that out. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to bring it up right now so that I remember. But yeah, we want to hear about your experiences, guys. So far, you're bringing it, and we appreciate it. Um, and you know what? We'd also wouldn't mind hearing, like, what do you guys think that London Comic Con could do better? Like, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I ran into Brian, says Megan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, super cool dude. Nice and chill. I didn't know Fan Expo was his first experience ever. I was like, man, mm. you just, like, got thrown to the fucking wolves, didn't you? Your, your, first, your first con is Fan Expo. That might uh, set your expectations. You set your bar a little bit too high moving forward. But mm hmm and this was a big fan expo this year. Like it was a proper big show. Yeah. Your booth was the coolest. Oh, yeah. well, thank you. Yeah, it was. I, um, <laughs> other than the 501st, like there was no other booths our size in the place. I was a little shocked that they gave us that much space. I was too. I mean, the Doctor Who booth would have been close too, but it was it was downstairs. And even them, they didn't bring all their stuff because they didn't have the room to set it all up. So mm -hmm. I wasn't complaining either. But when Rob and I, so Rob and I went in early to start setting up with the, with the stuff that we had, we were like, "Holy shit!" Like this, it's, they gave us so much space. And even then, we were still like. Yeah, so for anybody, by the way, that's watching this, that might be looking to, uh, you know, put together a convention and wants to have the geeks, there's, no, there's, 
don't put us in two separate booths 40 feet apart don't try to do that but if you give us 50 feet we'll fill 50 feet like it's not oh yeah we'll fill the space don't worry about that that's not a mm -hmm. problem mm -hmm. so uh jeff was great chatting with me on sunday talked me off the cliff a bit feeling nervous and uncomfortable about to beg people to close for me thanks jeff much appreciate hey man anytime we we especially at the booth we try to be as welcoming as we possibly can be um cosplay is um how can i put this it, there's no barrier to entry so anybody can be a cosplayer and because of that like you do draw all kinds and and for the most part yeah the cosplay community is very welcoming very cool very awesome mm -hmm. but you're still going to run into people that are jerks or that are very socially awkward or that just don't have some of the maybe like the social skills to be able to interact with people and they're using cosplay as an outlet for that kind of stuff so we try to bring as much of that as we can into the booth and into the experience overall so that's why we tell people too it's it's people are like you guys are just a cosplay booth i'm like no 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 no, no. that's super not what we are yeah we're not i mean yeah we're cosplayers for sure and having a booth gives us a chance to showcase our cosplays but that's not yeah, offer but, an experience to the people coming yeah. to the show right fan like, experience that's what we want yeah. to have we want to have a fan experience as far as that goes so like the 501st does and the doctor who society but we don't yeah. want to be tied to one specific genre right no we want to be as welcoming and as broad as we possibly can uh collaborated cosplay by the way if you don't know that is our groot that is Groot in London. Let me be able to London. grit it up. Uh, even the Scorpion was fun. Absolutely. Mm. Jen makes the best soundtracks for the booth. Uh, we can sure agree does. We can we can agree to disagree on that one, Megan. No problem at all. <laughs> uh, saying I heard there were issues with weapons check for some people. That was just ridiculous. I didn't hear any I of that. I think she means at Fan Expo. Because, uh, yes, at Fan Expo, there was a lot of issues with weapons checks that They're were ridiculous. They're always they are. were having people weapons check their fucking lightsabers, dude, okay? I was walking around the con floor during the Star Wars meet, and the guy goes, hey, because you don't have ribbons on your lightsabers. Go get, go, go put them through weapons check. I'm like, what? Like, they're lightsabers, dude. Pissed. Like, what? Do you think they're real yeah. swords? What are like, you going to do? I don't understand. Yeah. So that was a little weird. If you were talking about London, then I don't know. I, I haven't heard about issues at London. That's not it. Um, hello, hello. Stephanie from Red Moon Glassworks. Hello, Stephanie. Stephanie was not at London, but uh, I believe uh, the business that she's with was in uh, Edmonton. So I'll have to give us your experience there. Cosplay family is what you guys are to me. We appreciate that. That's what we're trying to do. I do my best Vin Diesel impression, but I'm not very good at impressions. I mean, I appreciate you not doing that. Thank you very much. Your Scorpion was great, says Keith. He's talking to Kia to collaborate cosplay. Uh, Scorpion Steve. was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the mini dance parties. The mini dance parties are fun. I think that's going to be something that we're probably going to do a little bit more of moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, because again, it's still <clears throat> like we're a fan experience and we're a cosplay booth, but at the end of the day, it, what, what we have really fun. are is a community booth. And what mm -hmm. community booths do is build community. And that's what we're trying to do as much as we can. So those kind of dance parties, having dance music on while we're there, not just me goofing off on the microphone. In fact, I think for all the shows where I've had the mic, this is probably the show I spent the least amount of time on the microphone for this one. Because, yeah, people were just coming and vibing at the booth, and it was it was great. So <clears throat> uh, in Regina this weekend, too, you are a machine, Stephanie. I can't believe you're that much. But Tana said one person had plastic bendy knives and a toy gun that they didn't want to allow in. Oh, okay. Well. Tanith, is this in London, or is this... London, she's saying, yeah, she's saying London? no London, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear of any of that stuff. Uh, we didn't have any issues now. We were vendors, obviously. They didn't, you know, we walked. Yeah, I didn't hear about anybody else and... having any. Like, no one came up to us and we're like, I can't believe they wouldn't let me. Like, I don't remember anybody saying that to me. So I, I no, don't. no, but maybe, maybe. 
who knows Groot is into any dance parties his celebrity well that's good you you should be mm -hmm. uh although uh, our boy andrew saxon there was definitely um found a way to twerk in his uh his oh, guy. that so. was another like highlight of the weekend was the shy guy twerking i dude you like that one that was good i've got i got multiple videos that natasha sent me of that and uh yeah i think some are already up actually i mean that's fair uh, I guess it's so what uh, collaborated is saying is uh, they've changed the prop guidelines. Actually, they have now added wooden props, which, by the way, is in line with some of the other cons, too. Yeah. Into what is not allowed as last year. Wood was fine. So yeah. you heard it here first, guys. No wood. You're not allowed to have you're not allowed to have wood in London. Uh, apparently, Thor's Worsley had some issues, but he was able to get in. So. Um, Fan Expo and Toronto Comic Con don't allow wood either. Yeah, so you just got to be like uh, the, the funny part about that is the first time uh, I went out as Negan, I remember it was when Negan was at, uh, I shouldn't say the first time, the first Toronto con I went to was Negan. Mm -hmm. When I went up to show them my foam back, because they didn't have any actual like merch yet. They didn't have an actual, mm -hmm. so I had to make one. So I got like a foam bat off of, uh, off of Amazon and I put some like Halloween razor wire right. on it and then I just poured some fake blood on it. Uh, when I went to show it to the prop guys at Toronto, I, he showed me three different actual wooden bats in that they had had to confiscate from people trying to get in his Negan. And I'm like, how can you possibly think that they're going to allow you into a con with a, with a friggin' baseball, baseball bat. bat? It's never going to happen ever. Keith is saying, I've always promoted you guys as a safe space for anyone having issues. Yeah. I mean, oh, we try to be that thank too. Thank you. Good, sir. Yeah, of course. But the twerking killed me. Yeah. Give the people. Andrew saying give the people what they want. Guys, if you don't know, Andrew Saxon is ill-gotten hugs cosplay. We had him on the podcast uh, a couple of months ago, I want to say. And if you were at London Comic Con or you're at Fan Expo, he was the giant shy guy from Mario. So very, very cool cosplay. I mean, yeah, with the prop stuff, guys. Yeah, it's just like I get how silly it is. Even with the lightsabers, like I get it. But like, I mean, it's all being born out of safety. So like it sucks. But like, what are we going to do? Like, if that's the way the con wants to run the con, then that's the yeah, way. But the I don't understand the what con. the purpose like, of checking a lightsaber is. Like it's a lightsaber. Because, because like, once what, you what else would it be? Because once you start making exceptions, then you it's a, it ends up being a slippery slope with the exceptions. That's all I'm telling you now. That's all. So it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Because every time you let someone in, I think Michael Myers was talking about this, where you know they had made him take the string off his bow. Because, but, yeah. But the string was like a mile, like it wasn't doing anything, but they still made him take it off because the next person coming with a bow, if they see him going with a string. What are you gonna do? Test every fucking string mm -hmm. to see the elasticity of it. So mm -hmm. it's just easier just to have everybody do it. So I think for them, it's just a, it comes down to an ease of like everybody with a thing that looks like a stick, you're gonna have to check it. I don't care if it's a lightsaber, a baseball bat, a Harley mallet, whatever. If it looks like you could hit somebody with it, we're gonna make you check it. What do you? Well, I can still hit somebody with my lightsaber, and it's probably cause quite a bit of damage if I went full out at somebody's face with it. Right. Nada, so, our friend Nada is saying, my family loved the whole experience. Predator, shy guy, the music, show uh, growing the community one kind at a time. That's what we're trying to do. That's for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They made me check my clear plastic water bottle. Is saying, Megan, that's. I mean, that's you know, get checked for my clear. Well, I mean, clear water could be um, something else, right, Jazz? Anyways, 
Uh, it is because of past issues is what uh, Guru is saying. It's unfortunate, but we do have some people that may take things too far, et cetera. So it has to be done for everyone's safety. That's kind of my point. Like I get, n- listen, no one has bigger issues with authority than me. Like I get it. All right. <laughs> that is psyche valve. And I was told you have problems with authority. I was like, well, fucking duh. But at the end of the day, we are trying to make it the safest space possible. So Yeah, and Ali's saying here <laughs> with <laughs> battle ready sabers being sold. I mean, you yeah. can probably fuck somebody up as far. As, I mean, you know, did you see what the guys at the TVX booth were doing with their lightsabers? That's what I'm saying. Like, like he's you literally can grabbing probably a lightsaber, mess somebody and smashing up. it yeah. on the concrete. That's he's right. Like, Here you go. He's like, it's totally fine. Like I'm if like, someone what? like I don't know, like like Pete Jervis comes over to the booth, you know, and definitely and he's running his mouth, and I'm like, all right, Pete, I've had enough of your bullshit. <laughs> Saber teeth, and I just he's got his, you know, he's got his armor on. I'm just wailing away on. I'm like, I probably do some pretty good damage to the old Pete there. So, and I would take no pleasure from that, Pete. I promise you. But oh, this is nice. Yeah, thanks, Dean. Love visiting your Spider-Man booth. Wink, wink. Cheers, Dean. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. Listen, we have the best Spider-Man booth around, man. Listen, all the Spider-Mans love our booth. That's right. I'll tell you that our Spider-Man brings all the no, what our arms bring all the Spider-Man to the yard, and they're there like, you go. "I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to milkshake this guys, and I'm doing a terrible job." Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah. And by the way, the five hundred first talking about Dean, the five hundred first booth was pretty cool this year again. Um, they added a couple Ewoks. They had um, what was the other thing that I saw that they had this year that was new, and I was like, "Oh, look at this!" Oh, I forget now. But they had a couple new new things on display. Um, the Fable First booth is always good everywhere we go. But yeah, that's fair. Uh, Kevin Sand, uh, how was your experience meeting and interviewing Mr. Ferrigno? Uh, like it, like 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 my childhood just came to life in front of me. Mm-hmm. It was like it's it's hard to even describe meeting someone like him of his stature, uh, which is funny too because we talked to him the day before about like trying to establish. Uh, what could, we could talk about, what we couldn't. And there was clearly now. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Lou Ferrigno has uh, he lost 80 percent of his hearing. Uh, he's got cochlear implants since then. But still, he, mostly what he does is is read lips. And so when we went over to first talk to him, when it was JS and I, I said to him, we're fanboys like you and our fanboys. I think Lou read my lips as family. I think that's what he thought I was saying because he immediately got defensive. He's like, "Don't talk about my family," and I was like, "Cool, man. Mm. We're we're we don't need to talk about your family. No problem at all." Really came out of left field, and after that experience on Saturday, and then with a call from his wife, I was like, "Oh man, this interview is just going to be brutal. It's going to be mm-hmm. awful." Lou, and I think so that's cool. what he meant. I think that's what he meant when he meant I don't want to talk about my family. I think. It was specifically about what the issue was that I don't want to discuss because it's not my place to discuss. But right, um, he says I don't want to talk about family. I don't want to talk personal stuff. He's like, you know, right. we can talk about the bodybuilding stuff. We can talk about the Hulk, but no family, no personal stuff. So and no strike. By the way, he was very very oh, clear. Oh, no strike. Want to talk about I don't want to talk about the strike. Yeah. So Sorry. then I was like, ah, fuck. There goes like three quarters of my fucking questions. <laughs> Dude, I could have talked to him for like eight hours just about then, the Hulk, right? So yeah, and then that's the thing, right? Like he got into personal stuff, and he talked quickly about the fact that as a kid he, he lost his hearing, and yeah. and it made him a very introverted kid. And the gym was that way for him to grow out of his shell, like it literally, was. right? 
And it was good for us too because we like when we were interviewing Kyle Ebert on Saturday, we would ask Kyle a question and then Kyle would talk for 10 minutes. Like Kyle is the easiest interview. You got you could prep three questions for Kyle and fill a half an hour because yeah. he has great stories. He's very effusive, he's very engaging. And even with the people that were asking him questions out in the audience, Lou is a little more reserved. So with Lou, you, you either have to have a, a much bigger list of questions or you have to have what we got is we had a bunch of people in the audience that really wanted to talk to Lou and they were great with coming up with questions for him. And because of Lou's hearing, we kind of had to like repeat the questions for Lou as people were saying them out because we were giving the microphones on the floor. But unless you know how to use a microphone. It, it can be tough and, and Lou's already hard of hearing. So someone would ask a question, Lou would turn to me or he'd turn to JS and we would just repeat the question for Lou and then Lou would answer the question. And, and sometimes what was good about that though, is that he's so used to answering these questions that he knows what the questions are. He just hasn't understood it. Yes. I didn't even need to tell him what the question was. I would just say two words and he'd get it. And then he'd answer the question. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, because you're in this for so... four years. Yeah. Like you can't come up with a question that Lou hasn't been asked a hundred times, a thousand yeah. times, a million times. So yeah. you just, you go through the things that, you know, people want to ask him, you ask him questions that maybe he doesn't necessarily want to love answering because he's done it so many times, but you know, it's what people want to hear. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this. I did ask him about failed auditions or missed opportunities that had mm -hmm. come his way. And I had no idea. So for those of you that weren't there for the interview, if you've seen The Princess Bride, the role of Fezzik that was played by Andre the Giant was originally offered to Lou Ferrigno, who had to turn it down because he was still shooting Sinbad at the time. So they brought Andre in. And again, no slight to Andre. And they were reshoots, I think. They were Sinbad reshoots is what it was. Andre was amazing as Fezzik. And there's a lot of other humans that you could say, like, I couldn't imagine anybody replacing Andreas Fezzik. I could have seen Lou doing it, and I think it would have been pretty damn cool. Like, I think it would have still been great with Lou in that particular part of Lou in that particular role. So very, very, very cool. <laughs> What's the, hey, you, hey, you handsome bastard. What's going on, Freakish? Good to see you. Corey saying, uh, any man that has chest back as their favorite workout day is a gem of a human he was fantastic mm -hmm. yeah although he definitely ain't skipping no leg day because he still had he's like yeah he's still pretty up. big yeah, yeah for i don't know how old he is exactly i have to go look it up but he's <clears throat> uh a pretty big it. human being um the one thing i will say about the lufa rigno interview is that there were so many questions that it made the interview a little disjointed it felt like we were skipping from one subject to the next because sure. You know, we could never really get to the next question until later on. And then by that point, we're on to another subject. And then and then I'm trying to get a question in because I, I really the question I was asking you was only to get you to my next question. And Well, that's the difference between a setup like this, where we're just interviewing somebody yeah. that's between doing this and like a Q&A, hosting that's a Q&A &A and doing an actual interview two very, very different yeah um yeah he's 71 is what keeps saying and, oh, and, there you and go. our boy eric is saying he's a fucking tank yeah he's still yeah. a big dude and uh he's a good looking dude too i'm not gonna yeah. lie like he's aging very i know he's got mm -hmm. bad knees he said he had both his hips replaced but he's still a pretty good looking man for 71 mm -hmm. i hope i look that good at 71 i don't look that good now i hope i look as you know what it's never gonna happen it's fine it's fine lou's got some pretty good fucking genetics i'll tell you that right now yes he is our hulk from the 80s yeah. is saying yeah 100 but Kyle, yeah, like I said, with Kyle, like, if so for like understand, guys, JS and I go in to talk to Lou. We grew up watching Lou. We love the Hulk as kids. We were big into superheroes. That's all right in our wheelhouse. Neither JS and I are into anime. 
Cali Bears got over 600 credits on IMDb. Guess what they all fucking are? Anime. All anime. So we go into it. We have less than a week to prepare to talk to this guy, and we're fucking blind. Like, we don't know. Like, they were like uh, Dragon Ball Z plays Gohan or something. I'm like, this is great. I'm glad you guys. I have no fucking idea what any of you guys are talking about. But because he was such an easy dude to talk to, because he had so many great stories, because he was so effusive, it made that interview so much easier, so much more engaging with the audience. Because I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie, and this is, I'm not gonna name names, but I saw some of the other panel interviews that were going on up there, and like they were just a snore fest. And I don't know if it was specifically because the guest was not as engaging, or maybe the the panelist wasn't maybe at like the host wasn't maybe as engaging or whatever but man alive some of those other interviews were rough so we got very very lucky with the two that we got a, a literal television icon and then a guy that's got so many great stories that's so engaging An that anime loves, legend loves fucking being there by the way that's what kyle kept on saying he loves doing the con circuit he loves being out interacting mm -hmm. with people and the fans so well the one thing kyle was saying during the panel is that he's just a huge fucking nerd right like, yeah like he was into anime before he was even voicing anime right i was going to mention that i thought it's funny that the two guys that we did the panel for they were both into the thing that they ended up being in yeah before they were in the thing lou was talking about lou was reading comic comics when he was a kid batman and, and superman when he was a kid and then yeah. he ends up being one of the most iconic superheroes ever and then yeah kyle's going on about how he, he's huge into it wasn't anime at the time it was called something else but he was huge into it and then he gets over six it was anime it just wasn't called anime but that's what I mean. that's what that's exactly that's what you said yeah it was called, called japanese called animation is what japan it was. animation is, is what it was called at the time yeah yeah i remember uh um, i mean when we were kids listen that was huge though like a lot of the shows we would watch as kids uh battle of the planets uh transor z uh, uh voltron whichever uh, one had macross in it what was the macross oh one? Uh, uh macross x um yeah uh, I don't what remember was what the it was name? called. And then Robotech. Uh, I loved fucking yeah, Robotech. Yeah, Robotech. Macross was, I think Macross was, was like great. the second spin-off Robotech. The other iteration of it. Yeah, I don't remember yeah, what it was. Or something like that. Super Fortress or something. I don't know, whatever it was. Uh, Gundam. Gun yeah, Gundam, uh, of course. Yeah. yeah. No, like, manga Manga is the written. So the comic. Yeah, manga is the manga. comic book version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so that was huge Gucci back in the 80s when we were You know what's funny? I remember when. Grandizer. Yes, I loved Grandizer. I remember when they brought Akira over as a film and that oh, was supposed to be the kind of like the, the breaking point for, for us normies to get into mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And it didn't quite land that way. Oh, and I loved it. Tanith, I'm, not e Tanith, I'm not even going to put that on the screen. You terrible, terrible person. Yeah. 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 Don't ever, by the way, if you want a really quick giggle, look up, um, uh samuel L. jackson they asked samuel jackson if he's in anime and his answer involves what tanith has on the screen there if you're looking at the youtube comments oh, guys yes, on youtube yes. you can see yeah let's there. not go there let's not go there uh, uh is asking, and, yeah. yeah can't wait to party yeah. with you guys in windsor at caesar's it's going to be so fun they said there will be nighttime activities for all of us need to do more interactive activities like that oh yeah there's no yeah, question so there's going to be an after party from my understanding there's going to be an after party both nights yeah. um and we'll be there. I don't know the specifics, but we'll probably be at both. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't uh, Astro Boy before Akira? Yeah, but they brought Akira to the yes. theaters. Astro Boy was on TV. There was a bunch of TV. Hell, even Transformers is kind of anime, right? Like Transformers was Japanese. Yeah. yeah. 
So, but Akira, they actually brought to, Akira, they made a big deal out of it and they gave it a theatrical release and it was really supposed to bring that style of anime to North America and really expose us to that on a broader scale. And it kind of worked and it kind of didn't like it stayed pretty niche after that. Still, it didn't have the broad based appeal as, as what they thought it would do. But I mean, I like Akira, but it is still very like, it's weird. It's, it's, it's very, it's very, very weird. <laughs> it is weird, but yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a tale as old as, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You know. Uh, why won't this come off the screen? There we go. Oh, are we were we were we both clicking at the same time? Is that probably what's going on there? Probably. We're fighting on the. That's right. No, screen? no. You go ahead. Uh. Yeah. Even to that's what Freak is just saying. Even today, Akira is a niche anime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. It's just yeah. it's just super cool. But do you guys specifically for you guys that went? Is there any other than everybody complaining about the the prop check or whatever? Is there anything that you guys would like to see different? I heard I saw someone say the guests weren't quite as good this year. Um, maybe that's a thing that they can invest more in guests. Uh, what would you guys like to see different mm-hmm. moving forward with London Comic Con? As opposed, I feel like to- the guests things may have to do a lot with the strike, right? Um, cons are having a hard time getting guests to come because of the strike, right? So, I mean, guys, Pan Expo was a little light on on actual celebrities, right? Let's be honest. It's it's still London Comic Con, like it's still like it's still London, Ontario, right? Like we don't have a major league sports state. Like like it's still London, Ontario. Like you're only going to yeah. be able to draw a certain tier of guests. Having the two guys actually in the suits that play the Mandalorian, that was, was cool. Pretty, those are pretty good guests for this. Lou Ferrigno, it's a pretty good get. Um, the Mindy that played uh for Alfred Bisna in Austin Powers that's not a yeah. bad get, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know that you're gonna see a tier of guests in, in at a London con that's gonna be Frog Lady from Star from Mandalorian was there as well, yeah. And and she also played um, the Ugnot, uh, the I Have Spoken Ugnot, yes, uh, Quill, Quill, yes, so yeah, yeah. Uh, they moved out the kids' activities to the week before they did. Yeah, so there were less families attended. They had the free event at the library on the second, so that that would definitely have impacted it for sure. I, I, that's that that was a weird choice. Yeah, I want to I want to talk about that a little bit because Wheel. as yeah. much as as I, I, I okay, you know what? I'm gonna start by saying this. After Fan Expo, I needed a little bit of a recharge. I needed a boost. I needed to just be able to have fun. Um, Fan Expo was very frustrating. We're not going to get back into all of that, but I needed to rebound. And not only did we rebound at London Comic Con, but it was the most fun I had in a long time, even though my foot was hurt and we got silly and we had a wicked party and everybody showed, well, not everybody, but a lot of people showed up. I mean, it was, like I said, during the pre-show, London Comic Con's become my favorite convention. That's awesome. Um, uh, Kevin asking, what's with the no outside food policy? I didn't know they had a no outside food policy. Really? That's so odd. That they. Yeah. I didn't oh. know that. That that does kind of suck. Uh, Tansy, I thought Toronto was loaded with great celebrities this year, best year ever. I, 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 I'm a little more uh, with JS on this one. I thought, it, like, best year if if that was is that your, like if the cast of Scream and a bunch of Star Trek, if that's your thing, agreed. But if you're not into horror and you're not into Trek, it was real thin for you this year at Fan Expo. So, ah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh yeah, good old good old Gangnam Style. Yeah, we were definitely dancing some Gangnam Style. London was my best con this year. So much fun with you guys. Oh, so much fun with you too, Dean. Thanks for coming over to the booth so many times you did interact oh, yeah. with us. So, 
after you, after party with the special guest baby rocket okay so let's get into the after party uh yeah so go ahead jay so let's 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 we gotta we gotta talk about it yeah well we decided we wanted to do an after party and and at first we had discussed you know what let's 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 just put it on invite only right just because we don't right. want to have a million people show up and blah 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 and then i was like no a million people aren't gonna fucking show up to our fucking after party right let's just yeah. put it out there and let the people come for crying out loud this is where we're doing it right so so we let everybody know we're doing an after party we booked the back patio at uh the ale house everybody meets up there at eight so we get there and we find out that the ale house has literally closed the patio off uh, they've kicked everybody out <laughs> because the patio was ours all night. And then we're like, oh, crap. Like, there is like, you know, I don't know, 20 of us here and the whole patio is ours. What are we going to do? But you know what? Like, so many people showed up. Yeah. Allie showed up. Megan showed up. Andrew and Natasha were there. Dude, the entire TVX Sabres team TVX, showed up. TVX team was there. <laughs> uh, the whole uh, London crew was there. Well, maybe yeah. not the whole London crew, but a big part of the London crew were there. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, you know, Mike and 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 James uh, was there. His girl, his sorry, his wife was there at our table as well. Yeah, there were just so many people that ended up coming out, filtering in and out as well. Chris, we Chris ended Borges up filling the there. patio. NATO was there, so some of the Toronto people were there as well. Yeah, we we filled the. I'm sure they're not going to have any problem if we were like, hey, next year we want to do the same thing. They'd be like, please, like, come on, yeah, guys. that would be. Great. I was so, a little frustrated with the Ale House that we booked like two weeks ahead of time and yet yep. they only had one waitress scheduled yeah that and it was wasn't even weird. her that worked the, the no. girl that ended up working that night didn't even know there was oh, a fucking right. party yeah coming. yeah right bear sailor moon made an appearance not possible yeah, that's right her dude not was there, possible and matt were there yeah yeah uh there's so many people i mean it was so much fun i loved it I um even then though, even though we really only had the one server, uh Michaela, by the way. So I've been to the Ale House plenty of times, and Michaela's always like been super good to us whenever mm -hmm. we've been there. Um, I still thought she did a pretty good job juggling all those people. Listen, like, she did a fantastic job. That's you know what I'm point. saying. The point yeah. is, is if no, you know they should have been better prepared. No, hundred yeah. percent. We we would book for 30 to 40 people. Yeah. Yeah, and you have one server. And you have one server for 30 yeah. to 40 people, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, yeah she was amazing. Um Yeah, Dean, yeah. you have the blanket invite, sir. I kicked myself for not going. I heard it was a blast. Won't miss that make that mistake again. Yes, sir. Please, anytime you you Marianne out, showed you up. Hang out with and us. Marianne was having dinner with yes, you that night to boot. And then was she there, showed so. up and you went home. Yep. Uh Megan saying she was fantastic. She was fantastic. Yeah. Um, not 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 too hard on the eyes either. Not gonna lie. Anyways, she was a trooper for putting up with that. Absolutely, she was. She was attentive, didn't miss a beat. Yeah, no, no, no. That's it's 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 hard to get good service, it's hard to get good help. Uh, yeah. but yeah, so this is obviously gonna be uh uh I, I don't know if I want to call it a tradition. It's something that we'll we're probably gonna try to look into every time we have a con now. Mm -hmm. Uh and by the way, this almost this whole thing kind of stemmed from a joke that got put around at fan expo where our, our boy nick there man legend hero said there was going to be a body paint after party with the geeks and co on saturday night he put it as a joke and then suddenly we're all getting way too many messages going where's the party at what's going on you guys doing body paint? how do i get in are there tickets being so like what are you guys doing we're like whoa 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 hey there's no way we're doing a body paint we're we're middle age. I'm, I'm fucking 50 you think i'm gonna do a body paint right at 50 <laughs> nobody wants to see that shit 
And then, um, yeah, it, we just. Uh, I mean, I put party. money on that one. Well, then, of course, we're so talking about London. We're like, OK, well, the response to just the thought of us having an after party was huge. We've got to actually have an after party now for London. And yeah, it, it, I don't even know. It couldn't have gone any better other than maybe having more servers out on that patio. And then while we were out there, so their patio is covered by a lot of trees, trees overhang the patio and like trellises and stuff. And there was a baby raccoon that's uh, kind of li like lives up in those trees that kind of kept on coming down to see us. Not like right down, but like dipping his head down the trees. And of course, every girl in the place is like, oh, and they were like taking pictures of it and they were calling him baby rocket. And I did yeah, not see that. Did amazing. anybody see this? Matt Taylor gave Geeks and Co. a shout-out at the con he was at over LCC weekend. I did not see really? that. Our boy Matt Taylor. Oh, what do you Matt. mean he gave us a shout-out? What, what does that Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I LCC got a shout-out. I could see LCC getting a shout-out because he was there last year. He was at uh, London yeah. Con That's where we met him, actually. He was at London Comic Con. But mm -hmm. Yeah, we mm. need to have Matt on again. Matt's awesome. <laughs> not nobody. You can always no, do just... Me. Nobody wants to see that shit. You can always do just a paint party... In t-shirts, you absolutely can. I agree. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. We could absolutely do that. But yeah, the after party was amazing. It um, kind of made my weekend. I'm not going to lie. Uh, You're not wrong. It was definitely like the, yeah. the culmination of. Yeah. And yeah. I just want to say, like all you guys that showed up in Geeks of Coat gear for the after party, like. You know, like when we walked in and like everybody's wearing fucking Geeks of Go t-shirts, I was like, really? Like, that was so cool. You guys are awesome. You guys when are the it comes, best. We were talking about it before. Like, like it, we're trying to build community. That's part of, it's not just having the booth. That's part of building the community, getting everybody together to break bread, have drinks, mm. hang out, out of the con, have a good time. Everybody's in their civvies, right? We're wearing Geeks of Go t-shirt, but we're all just in our civvies. How often do you get to see 30 or 40 cosplayers, a lot of them from completely disparate groups, by the way, including vendors and 504, like everybody. And we're all just in our jeans and t-shirts, just drinking beers and eating mediocre food and enjoying ourselves, right? Perfect. So yeah, that, that was... will definitely be an expectation moving yeah. forward for sure. We'll do it at London every time, but maybe we all st will start talking about doing stuff after other cons too. Yeah, I mean, we, uh, we we do need to get together more at other cons. I mean, we kind of do a little bit at the restaurant. At not the, to this extent, though. Like, but not to this extent. Was like... um, now, guys, this one's a little bit easier for us to manage because I, I live in London, right? Mm. So I know where we can go and we can make phone calls and we can book in that. A little bit difficult for us. None of us actually live in Toronto. So trying to book something yeah. for a Toronto after party, a little bit different for trying to get us to organize that. So for those of you that are in Toronto for i don't know like say march if we end up going which we'll talk about here as well um if anybody's got ideas yeah perfect megan saying she can help that's cool excellent she was also saying it was a perfect effort party yeah I, I i think it went well i think it went well um yeah so if anybody's got any advice for us mm. for toronto obviously near the convention center that was the other thing with the alehouse is it was literally like a fucking it's walking distance it's like like you could yeah. see it from where we were so and it, it, it i think it needs to be walking distance from well, stumbling distance anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Got to be able to stumble back to the hotel um, or the Airbnb or wherever the hell it is you're staying. Yeah. Take, a, take a real cheap Uber. I think what the hard part is, too, is everybody's in hotels and everybody's eating hotel food and everybody's, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're in Toronto. 
Yeah. So course. going out to boot and drinking in the bar is even that much more expensive. No, right. Yeah. Whereas when we're in London, we're the ones that are from out of town, right? Most right. of the rest of the crew is it's pretty local, right? So it, it, I feel like it's a little bit easier to justify a night in the town. No, that's There's fair. also that, right? Yep. No, I so, agree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, EA Party says the rec room. Yeah, we tried to get into the rec room. Uh, and, uh, I don't think they even got back to us, if I'm not mistaken, or they wanted a minimum. Like we had to pay a minimum to get in there. I think that was the rec room, which we were like, that's silly. Like we're going to show up with 30 people. All we want to know is that we're going to have a spot where we can sit down and eat some food. That's it. Right. And party. yeah, it's a, yeah, it's just, a, like, yeah, it's not rocket science, man. Pay you a minimum. Like, are you yeah. insane? Yeah. Anyway. Let's yeah, Andrew Saxon. Let's avoid the twenty dollars drinks at the Intercontinental in in Toronto. Sometimes yeah. it comes down to a a, a a convenience though, right? Like it's almost the convenience tax because it's attached to the con. So you just walk out of the con, you plunk yourself down, someone immediately brings you food and drink. That's all. You jump in the elevator it. and you go up to your room. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, so I, I we get it. We understand. Like that's not if we were to plan an after party at Toronto, it would not be at the Intercontinental Hotel, but it would yeah. still be. We'd, we'd figure somewhere out. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Ah, but yeah, well, yeah the next party was amazing. I feel like yeah, that's 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 what it's about. Let's be honest, right? Like we got into this. The main reason we got into this is because we wanted to build a community, and and now we're we, seeing it happen. We, and it's we build it by drinking together. You know. I'm just kidding. You don't have to drink to come to the after party. No, you don't have to drink at all. But it, it, it just the fact that people are showing up shows <laughs> that a there's a want for community, right? People yeah. want to get together. People want to, well, that know, was like-minded people want to hang out. Let's be that honest. That was the funny part about Saturday is that is that people kept coming to the booth. It's not like these were all like people just saw it online and showed up. People kept coming to the booth and be like, so we heard there's an after party. Where Where is it we want to mm -hmm. go? It's at the Ailhouse. Yeah. Ailhouse. Yeah, we're going to be there. Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. that's how everybody showed up. Like a lot of you did RSVP. We appreciate that. We wanted to kind of get an idea for the numbers. But then, yeah, like the whole TBX booth came over. They were like, so where's this after party we keep hearing about? We want to come up for it. We were like, we're going to be right there. And sure as shit, their whole team. Yeah, they all out. showed up. Yeah, it was perfect. It was fantastic. So yeah. and I like the fact that we were all kind of intermingling there, too. Like I tried like because we were the kind of the host. So I tried to make sure that I was visiting each individual table and sit down and talking with them and everything else. And you know, Mike was up there holding court and doing mm -hmm. all his Mike stuff. And yeah, it was just a, a mission accomplished. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. I didn't really hear any other than some people complained about the quality of the food. Yeah, it's not great food. It's it's bar food. It, it is what it is. Not even, uh, man. Those burgers were. Yeah, it just depends. It, I, that's the kind of place where you. Yeah, you just got to you got to order the right things. And if you've been there before, like Mike and I have, we know the right things to order. And some people obviously did not order the right things. I don't know, but. It's yeah, it's dude. You should have come out to the like the after. I got a pitcher of beer. My pitcher of beer was eleven dollars at the Yale House, by the way. So yeah, I get it. So hey, mm. there is our friend Teresa who was taking. Hey, all oh, so funny story. So we're at the con. Uh, was it Saturday? I feel like it was Saturday. No, maybe it was Sunday. Teresa disappears for like, I don't know, 10 minutes, and she comes back wearing a tiara. A oh. very nice, fanciful, bejeweled fucking tiara. And it's like black and gold. And as soon as she gets back to the booth, producer Jen loses 
her shit. Like, oh my God, that's the one I've wanted. I can't believe you have that. That's amazing. So then Teresa sneaks away and disappears again for another 10 minutes and comes back with a matching tiara for Jen behind her back. So now we're at the booth. There's seven of us in total. So it was Sunday. You're right. Jen's got a tiara. Teresa's got a tiara. Well, Jamie, Jen's sister, sees these two wearing a tiara and she's like, nuh-uh. You guys are going to be princesses. I need to be a princess too. She goes over to the same booth. She buys a tiara. Rob is like, the fuck, man? We got to like balance this shit out. They had crowns. So he goes over and buys a crown. And then Megan sees all this going on. And she's like, no, 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 no. I got to get out on that. So she's like taken by the hand over to that booth. She comes back with a tiara. Point of the story is five out of seven Geeks & Co. By the way, the two are the two on this podcast are now royalty apparently and have tiaras and crowns so we were the only two that don't have any we were the only two that didn't yeah best kind of peer pressure i got dragged over there twice and i refrained now mind you i was wearing loki so i already had a crown as it were um but yeah it was yeah it was it was adorable watching them walk around so when i asked that we have a a group chat with all the geeks and coding and i asked what people are cosplaying for windsor coming up next weekend the three girls were all like, yeah, we're well, you know what we're doing? We're cosplaying princesses. I was like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. <Webb. laughs> I thought you were going to talk about the meat. Yeah, we should talk about the meat because yeah. those guys too. Now, I, I never actually got a business card, but I uh, I bought a bunch of stuff from them. And uh, these guys are local. They're Ontario-based. Um, everything is made here in Ontario. It's all Ontario meat, bar the exotic meat. Right. And then I'll, I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. And they do salamis and pepperoni sticks and yep. pepperettes and that yep. type of stuff. It's like dry cured meats. And they have like, oh, and they have beef jerky as well. And they have like, I don't know, 17 flavors of pepperettes. And salamis, and the salamis range from pizza salami, which don't confuse that with a pizza pepperoni. It's a piece of salami, dry cured salami that tastes like pizza. When you eat it, you can almost taste the ingredients, like the cheese and the pepperoni and the the, the sauce and the in the meat, all the way to crocodile and kangaroo. And what was the other one? There was uh, elk, I think, and there was there was, was a, bunch a bunch of fancy yeah, ones. Of crazy ones. They were all amazing. If you're a vegan, I'm sorry, but we ate meat all weekend. Every time I'd walk by his booth, he'd like, yeah, <laughs> like me. And by the way, at the a end, tray of when meat we were, would come out when we were all packing up the booth, including him. He brought us so many little a bunch of baggies of all these different samples that he had left over he just handed us like a fucking pound of meat by the time it was all said and done we all just like devoured them so yeah that was pretty good uh sorry back a little bit natasha saying they are not princesses they're queens they refer to themselves as princesses so that's why we're calling them princesses this isn't something that i did yeah uh eric saying you're the jesters we are there's no well you know uh noah is saying i want a geeks and co body paint and crown calendar boys get on it um Teresa, that one yeah Teresa and i still have i toyed with the idea of putting a calendar out a few years ago and 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 having the proceeds for charity and Teresa and i actually shot the calendar so there is i have a calendar that's going to be coming out at some point 
Yes, it's a thirsty calendar or whatever. I, I don't know why the fuck I did it, but I did it. There's just some of the shots that we did for some of the months that we did need to be redone because it didn't they didn't quite turn out the way they did. But we have the cover photo for the calendar. We have all that jazz. So when we get a chance to finish the I think there's three different months that we have to reshoot. Once we get that done, then, I thought there was just the one picture you had to reshoot. No, there's there's three. I'm mm. pretty sure it's three anyway. Uh, Green Arrow boomerang and one other one maybe it was deathstroke i don't know oh no cable cable we had to reshoot there was three of them that we had to reshoot um once we do that then we'll get the con we'll get them printed and we'll start selling them and then proceeds from that calendar are going to go to autism canada i've already been in touch with them so we do have to secure printing which i had kind of lined up so all of this by the way we shot all of this right before the pandemic hit and so then we couldn't Obviously, the, the thing is, we have to drop the calendar. We have to be able to sell it at con. Like, we have to be able to promote it at cons. And because it's a calendar, you have to, like, I can't, like, it's September. So even mm. if we shot it right now, we can't, we it's can't sell now. it now because it's too late in the year. Yeah, it would have so, to be for next now, year. What we have to have it for is we have to have it done, shot, and ready to go in the spring. And then we can spend the spring and summer at cons promoting it for you to buy for the next year so yeah so it would have to be a 2025 calendar yeah so it's very likely going to be a 2025 calendar Teresa and i will get on shooting those last three and then we have talked about doing a non-thirst calendar for the geeks and co it'll just be mm -hmm. like a cosplay calendar so that you're probably going to see maybe in 2025 as well but yes so there's probably multiple calendars coming out guys so stay tuned for that um, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Keith is saying here uh, it's because you guys bought so much meat from them. Uh, the reason why they were giving us all the samples at the end, yeah. I mean, between like the six or seven of us, we probably spent what a couple hundred bucks there. At oh, least. Jesus Christ, Teresa spent 140. Well, there know. you go. So um, we probably spent a thousand dollars there. Between and the they, you could us. tell they were kind of like now they were like very like salesy people, like they were mm -hmm. trying, but they were also like kind of like living off the hype because they were so close to the main stage too. So like. When I when we were going up to to interview Lou in particular, like the one guy stopped me. He's like, "Are you going up to interview Lou Ferrigno?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah." And he gave me this big fist bump or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he told me I looked like Bobby Cannavale, which I thought was like, "Okay, Who? cool." He's a uh, he's an actor. He's been in a bunch of different things, but uh, I get that one every whenever I shave, I get Bobby Cannavale. So because mm. um, I, I have my hair slick. But anyways. So that guy was very, he was very engaging. And but you could tell the guy that was actually running the booth that was handing out the samples too. I think they were just like, yeah, that booth was was bustling. Yeah, it really was. And mm -hmm. I think because they were they were really living the vibe of the con, like they were like yeah. really getting into it. So yeah, I, they, they knew what they were doing and it worked very, very well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But they do pop-ups everywhere, right? Like this is yes. not a, a no, a I've new seen thing them at a bunch them. of cons in the past. So yeah. So, but it was nice to see them. It was nice to try oh, their. Oh yeah, you're right. He uh, is Cassie. Sure. He's Cassie's stepdad, Nightman. That's correct. Yes, that is correct. Cassie's step. Oh yeah. Okay, I know yep. who you're talking about. Yep, I don't yep. see that at all. But okay, fair enough. Uh, it was hard uh, to resist how delicious that boost smelled. It really yeah, was. and yeah, and sure. they were handing out samples like candy. Like you could tell yeah. it was just like just trying nonstop like it stuff. Yeah. So I ended up getting like three different packages of the pepperettes. I'm a pepper. I'm a pepperoni guy. So I got like jalapeno, sweet and spicy, and and honey garlic i think or whatever but i think the jalapeno is the yeah, best yeah. taste wise the sweet and spicy is the hottest I've, i tried right uh i haven't tried let's see the other one uh honey garlic it's very good i didn't try that one yeah it is very no. good yeah mm. <sighs> uh, um i like He's that a babe. london comic-con 
when you when you check out the vendors there, they feel different than when you go to a lot of the other cons. Yeah, because it less... wasn't 90% anime vendors. That's why. Yeah, so for one, there's less of those, just the junk table vendors where they just sell a bunch of, of whatever they have, right? Um, there wasn't a lot of that, but there were cool vendors. Like there was a vinyl store. There was... Um, what was the other one that I thought I was like, oh, this is so cool. But there was a lot of cool little vendors there that you wouldn't typically see anywhere else. Uh the 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 pop brothers, the what are they called? They were there again. Oh, the soda, the soda brothers. The soda think, pop or, the soda yeah. brothers or yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. They were there yeah, again yeah, yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh like it, it was cool that way. The flip side of that is 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 there was not a million figurines action figures right. statue vendors right so right. the choice was pretty limited right like walking i was trying to see if there was anything cool that i could snag and i couldn't really find anything that caught my eye and the one thing that caught my eye was at the booth that was right diagonal with us and his prices were freaking stupid like they were ridiculous like he was selling NECA figures that you can buy for forty dollars online, and he's selling them for ninety bucks, a hundred yeah. bucks, some of them hundred and fifty bucks. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And I could hear people calling him out all day long, eh? But I can get this for this much online. Oh yeah, but you know it's not the same, and blah. But what? So that I found was a little bit douchey. Like if you're gonna do business, like do business, you know. Apparently, uh, there's people tuning in today that uh, didn't know you were one of the predators. So, JS, was I was, I was. Holy shit, it was so good. Did you make it or buy it, JS? Same with uh, Brian360. JS was a predator. Sorry, still new to this. I like, was. An awesome selfie with you, and I really take selfies. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and real you, quickly, you. before you answer those questions, yeah, sad nuggies. Yes, we did like, we did enjoy the sad nuggies. Sad booth. nuggies. Yeah. Yep, that was another yep. really cool booth uh, that uh, a lot of people enjoyed. Yep. And then their, Andrew, their pillows were so soft and they were Andrew so bought. Andrew bought comics at a Comic-Con? Get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. They had comic vendors. <laughs> they, they did. Actually had they comic actually vendors. actually had comic vendors. Uh, so that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was one of the Predators. It's usually right here in the corner. Um, but now it's still packed because, well, actually, right now it's outside getting aired yeah, out. Got to get aired out. Um, but, uh, yeah, me and Rob are the two Predators. We made them all ourselves. Everything is scratch, scratch built. The only stuff that wasn't scratch built is like the the, like the necklace and right. and and like the bones. Most of the bones are just like Halloween store bag of bones, right? Um, most of the necklace, like the teeth, I three D printed all the beads in the hair. I three D printed the bio mask. I three D printed, and ninety percent of the rest is foam. So. Um, pretty dope. Not gonna lie. Freakish says, "I roll my eyes at the vaulted stickers and vault prices. It's a Funko. Get over yourself." Yeah, I mean, you know, if if you're and I was having this discussion, I forget with you, and I think it might have been with my kid, but it's one thing if you're selling exclusive figures, right? Everybody knows Funkos. They, they, there's a lot of Funkos that are exclusive to certain events, and and et cetera, et cetera. And if you want to get your hands on them, they're very hard to get. You have to order them from whoever got them because you can't just go buy them in store. If you're selling those and they're more expensive than a regular Funko, that's one thing. 
But when you're selling every Funko in your rack, the price of an expensive Funko, it's like, why are you fucking here, dude? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. No, I don't I see anybody but mm-hmm. like, like that tunnel, the Funko tunnel. You see people going through there all day long, but do you ever see anybody actually buying? Yeah, that I don't know. Yeah. Right? True. Yep, yep. So... Natasha's saying, uh, it's Fox Flare. Fox Flare Goods had adorable native creatures. They were right beside us. That's Brittany. She's local. She tunes into the podcast yes. all the time. She had some really, really cool stuff. Uh, loved all the variety of cosplay. Yeah, actually, there was quite a variety. Because, again, going to the show. By the way, guys, I know it sounds like I shit on anime a lot. I just don't know. I'm not shitting on anime. I love the fact that people love anime. It's wonderful. But especially going at Fan Expo this year, the the ratio, the, like, the vast, vast majority of cosplays were all just anime-based. And if you don't mm-hmm. know it, then it's hard for you to kind of interact with it. London was definitely a broader range of cosplays for yeah. sure. There were yeah. obviously there were some anime stuff, and that's cool, man. I'm glad they love that. But it, there wasn't mostly that. It was definitely like a different, a different vibe for sure. Mm-hmm. So it felt more like a comic con. <laughs> Brian, yeah, that's that's yeah. Really, to chat with some of you guys on how to make your costumes, I'm amazed. I made an apron in family studies in grade eight. Didn't go so well. Well, I mean, you've come <laughs> a long way, my guy. That's... <laughs> Uh, that suit is not too hot to write to, to wear right there, JS. Wink, wink. Not too hot at all to put that guy. Yeah, on. that's that's a lot of foam to be wearing. Um, I saw this girl selling Flintstone vitamin earrings. Genius. Oh yeah, there was there was so many cool little things that I was like, oh, this is a genius idea. A couple times I turned around to producer Jen and I was like, we like we should be ripping this idea off. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> if you need chainmail, let me know. Says Ice Cowboy. I I I I might actually because uh, I I have a, an idea for a build project next year that might need a little a little bit of chainmail. So, Ali, do you uh, actually make chainmail for real, like real chainmail? So funny story. So or when I was it, doing an inside joke, of no, 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 no. She really does chainmail. She came and she had scale mail that she had done herself personally. Yeah, uh, that she wore when she did her Valkyrie. But um, whenever I was putting Boromir together. Crazy Mike had given me a, co- a chainmail coif that I was going to take apart and use to attach to the sleeves right. to my Boromir. And I did it on a live. I never go live by myself, but I did it on a live. And Allie turns into the live, tunes into the live and sees how bad a fucking job I'm doing. And she's just grinding her fucking teeth the whole time. Like, you're doing it wrong. Just put it down and let me do it. Stop everything. Like she, She's like, back away. Like, she was so incensed. Because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just want to look at Like, I don't care. She's like, no, that's wrong. You're not hooking that. Don't do it like that. Do it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing any of that. So she was just like, her blood pressure was just climbing, climbing, climbing for that whole live. Which if you go back far enough on my account, you'll probably see it there somewhere. But uh, I, love, I love Oh, go ahead. All the handmade vendors, especially the knitted stuff like the mushroom and oogie boogie hats. Uh, yeah, the oogie boogie hats were our friend, not possible. Becca was doing those. Actually, she had a raffle for those. Everybody that bought a print or whatever got a ticket into the raffle. So that was very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know who won the uh, Oogie hoodie, but she posted, they were really cool. I don't cool. remember who it was. I didn't recognize them, but uh, yeah, yeah, they're I awesome. I developed a Twitch from that live. You are welcome. That's me just bringing joy to the community, as I tend to do. Alex was amazing the way it sounded so satisfying. Yeah, the scale mail was very, very cool for sure. So. Yeah. Talking about cool, the Daleks made their way to a booth again this year. They did. We have a and, great uh, so. Yeah, you know, I'll 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 say this. I'm I'm I've been a little bit out of the Doctor Who world over the last couple of years. They've Same. every time they change the Doctor, it pisses me it's off. Tough. And then I stop I watching for a few I years, know. and then I get back in, and yep. 
So I'm at that point still, but the Daleks, man, listen, I don't, I don't know how anything can be better than those guys in their Daleks. They're so good. And they're so entertaining to listen to and to watch. And, and they're so freaking hilarious. I did a con a few years ago and I got really lucky as they let me, they let me, and this, so there's, they let you be a Dalek. They let me be a Dalek. So there's, there's a couple of different ways to do it. Some of them do it where they're just, they're walking in it. Yeah. But there's others that do it where they build it on a, uh, a motorized wheelchair chassis. Mm -hmm. So you're actually sort of driving it. And so this was one of the drive ones and they give you a microphone set up, like almost like, like this, and it modifies your voice. Mm -hmm. And oh my fucking God, dude, I tooled around this con for like a good hour as a Dalek and I had the best goddamn time of my life. It was so fucking great. I would 10 out of 10 recommend if anybody says, hey, do you want to be a Dalek for a bit? Say yes. You will not regret it. I promise you. It was amazing. The yeah, little purple and... one was actually really cool. Yeah, that the girl that put together that little remote purple one, that was pretty, yes. that was pretty dope. Yes. It's funny because I was talking to her about it because I didn't realize she had built it all herself. Um, her parents didn't want her to build no, a I know. full Hilarious. size one because they didn't yeah. have the space for it. Yep. So she's like, fine, I'll build a little one then. Yeah, you're going to build like an R2-D2 <laughs> so level fucking Dalek. So she built a small radio-controlled Dalek, and it's, it was the best. Yeah. She yeah. needs to find a way to integrate the voice as well into 100%. it. hundred percent. But it's got to be like a couple of octaves higher. It's got to be like, well, we will exterminate you. Like, it's got to have some kind of like. Yeah, it's going to sound like a little Dalek. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Dalek cosplays are the only cosplays that 100% accept. Act like dogs without breaking character. Agreed. Yeah. To me, when the Daleks come around, they're the Daleks. Yes, that's it. Right? I, I don't mean, want you to break I, character. Like, yeah, and I know no. the guys that are in them, and I still yeah, don't want you to break character. Yeah, we had two of them on the podcast. Yeah, be a Dalek, man. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Silky Six and Hoovian for life. Always love seeing the Daleks and see them joke and interact with them. I got lucky and interact with them Sunday as a Hoovian. I was slightly nervous. The, uh, some of them, by the way, too, will hook up. Uh, so you see they've got the one, usually they got like the plunger hand, but then they got the gun, the gun that they have. Some yeah. of them will hook up a fire extinguisher to that gun. And some <laughs> of the Daleks that we saw there did, but they didn't set it off. And they'll hit that fire extinguisher, especially if they have like a doctor in front of them. They'll hit the they'll do the exterminate, exterminate, and then they'll hit that that huge and they'll burst spray of, the like, doctor. Carbon. Yeah, that's it's hilarious. Pretty friggin' dope. And again, it's one of those things like you guys with the predators and and other guys with different like the five hundred first. Like it's just a genius piece of engineering, and there's so much time and love and passion and sweat and blood and tears that go into making those props that look like they just rolled right off the set of the show. You you've got to love you got to have a huge love of the game to decide that you're going to do that and and then you've got to transport it. you got to get these things to the well, to the con and thing stuff. Like right it's, a it's huge not, commitment yeah it, it's not even just building the thing right it's it's carrying it around it's this massive tower you know yeah. it's the some of them are like uh, uh, Axel is an Orin well, or like. Yeah. It's almost six foot tall, right? Yeah. Um, and then you're spending a lot of the day in it too. Like it's it's yeah. a whole damn thing, man. Like I like hats off to those yeah, guys. Yeah, those guys are serious. Yeah, yeah. They don't again love of the fuck game around. Right? No, no, they there is a minimal a level of fucking around. Yeah, no, no. They don't they don't fuck around. They've already found out and and yeah, they know what they're doing. Those, they those guys are do. I love when they come around. And there's a big, big, giant freight freight elevator that you could fit like a like a cube van in. 
Yes. And that's how they bring them up. Because that's the uh, only way they can come up to that yeah, second floor. Yeah, well, last year they had gotten them in the regular freight elevator. Uh, they were bringing them up one at a time, uh, or at least that's what I had understood. But Robbie was saying, no, no, this year they went to the big, big freight elevator and all three were in there and, and they probably could have fit 10 more, right? Yeah, no one's saying the same. Like, I'm thinking about transport for my next big cosplay, too. It's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, I've got yeah. one that I'm going to be working on for next year, too. And I'm like, yeah, I'm picturing myself in it at the con, but I'm like, how in the frig am I going to get this there and back? That's gonna Yeah, be this is a problem we're starting to run into now, right? Is it's great to build things and we want bigger cosplays and more impact, but... Dean saying, I like the year. So this is last year. The Rebel Legion and 501st were across from you guys. It worked so well. We fit off each other. I wish we were beside each other in Windsor. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we 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 wish we were too. That's a whole other thing that we're not going to get into here in the podcast. Uh, don't tell me I have access to an electronic wheelchair parts. Apparently you can get them, sir. You can use them as a chassis to build shit on. So I did not think about transportation when I made Doc Ock. Yeah, as soon as you get yeah. them long wiggly arms, man, like that's a that's a problem. Yeah, that's why the Doc Ock arms that I built are removable from each other, right? They all separate. Yes. Um, yeah. It's you know, it, it was made for transport in mine, but then wearing it fucked my back, right? So you know, it is what it is. Love, love of the game. Love of the game. Freakish is saying I'm going to need a team of helpers. Hey, you're welcome, bud. <laughs> that's Mind why I over the booth, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we got him. Uh, he's saying here, I was going to build a movable goblin glider. Oh, that'd be dope. A long time ago, using the frame of an electric wheelchair. I mean, that you could stand on and then it would move throughout the con. I don't know yeah. how that would work because some of these cons, it's so tight, can't go anywhere, but True, that would yeah. be pretty crazy. You'd almost have to be at a booth and you're just kind of like maneuvering in the booth. Like I thought mm -hmm. you would use what they were calling a hoverboard, which was an hoverboard, but you know, the one that you stand on the, the two wheels and stuff that would also yeah. work pretty well, but it would still be pretty dope. That's for sure. Uh, Andrew's saying uh, shy guy, thankfully breaks down easy. Andrew, I'm assuming shy guy goes flat and you correct me if I'm wrong, but well, I mean, I'm assuming the inside is all hanging. And then when you drop it, it probably goes flat, but. I could be completely out to lunch there. Uh, Jamie, who's now here, is saying, did you mention how much meat Teresa had in her hands? We you did. really want to talk about all the meat Teresa was handling? I mean, she got her hands on an awful lot of meat. More meat than anybody else did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, $140 worth. Did she really buy $140 worth of meat? Or is that she just the number? She really did. Nope, wow. that's the number. Teresa, that's you are number. on fire. Yep uh eric thor is worthy saying megan my daughter was ghost spider you made her day thank you noah we're losing here i got dip boys see y'all next time we will see you Noah, no we're we're about to wrap up anyway too dude. we've been on for an hour and 15 minutes uh yeah so we're, we're all the beauty sleep he can get so yeah we um listen we had fun i had fun you oh, know no, i i felt like i was able to enjoy this con more than usual and I did spend less time in cosplay. I'll be 100% honest. On Saturday, I was barely in cosplay at all. I got into cosplay in the morning. And then I got out of my cosplay so I could have a bite. And then we did our Kylie Bear panel. And then I didn't get back into cosplay because we were going to have another panel at 4. So I figured, oh, I'll get back into my cosplay after that. But by the time the panel was canceled and now I was annoyed. <laughs> and now it's drinking time. I was like, screw this. Yep. 
I'll get into cosplay the next day, but it gave me an opportunity to actually enjoy the show, to hang out with people, see the show. Yeah, this 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 one I felt was for us more than us just be dancing monkeys. Right? No, no, hundred like percent was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jamie's echoing what you're saying. It was so much fun. London is the best con two years running. So, yeah, 100%. Yep. Uh, guys, we are going to be in Windsor next weekend, though. So, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, September 29th, 30th, and 31st, the Geeks and Company will be there. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Canadian Comic Cutie, big friend of the podcast. She will also be there in the same room with us, mm-hmm. along with the Windsor Ghostbusters and the Klingon Attack squad or something yeah. it's attack force gonna be in there with us as well yeah. so uh, along lindy. with lindy lindy cosplay supplies is gonna be in there too so yeah. <laughs> if you're coming out to windsor it's up on the third floor of the augustus tower of caesars uh if you can't Apparently find dean's us, gonna be there at the 501st as well yeah, the 501st is gonna be there if you can't find us there at our booth we're probably gonna be at the blackjack tables so you can find <laughs> us you know spending some monet and yeah there's apparently gonna be some after parties there too so you can uh, rest assured the geeks will be out and in force so if you are coming to Windsor, make sure you come into the room there and come see us. We uh, we have the layout of the con, uh, the floor plan up on our site. It's also on the uh, Instagram page. It's on their website. It's all that jazz. So make sure you check it out and come see us. We'll talk about mm-hmm. more of that probably next Thursday. But we are trying to book a couple of guests for upcoming pods as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that. We have some beans that we're not going to spill. But we are in talks with a couple of different people that would be amazing to have on the pod. So we will uh, we will let you guys know as soon as we have them on. But uh, JS, what do you say? Anything else you want to? Yeah, no. I think that's other it. than stay geeky, everybody, and we'll see you next week. That works I for me. That's it. That works. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Geek Geek Podcast. Like always, if you prefer to listen to us, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. Now make sure you don't forget to click that like and subscribe button as well as the notification bell to make sure you never miss anything. Hang tight. Is it going to end it? It's not ending it.